What's up guys, welcome back to the John Summer Challenge. Today is July 12th, and we are in John chapter 6, verses 22 through 71, finishing John chapter 6 already. And in our passage today, we see Jesus make the first of seven I am statements. These are statements that Jesus uses to describe himself. We see who Jesus truly is by these seven important statements. He'll go on to say in uh, chapter 8, I am the light of the world, chapter 8, verse 12. In chapter 10, verse 7, he'll go on to say, I am the gate. In chapter 10, verse 11, he'll say, I am the good shepherd. In chapter 11, verse 25, he'll say, I am the resurrection and the life. In chapter 14, verse 6, he'll say, I am the way and the truth and the life. And in chapter 15, verse 1, he'll say, I am the true vine. But today, in our passage, the first of these statements, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Come to me and you will be truly satisfied. Come to me and you will never hunger again. This is a very important passage in our entire Bible and we got to understand this. So let's break this passage down into three parts. Number one, we'll see, number one is come and believe in the bread of life. Come and believe in the bread of life in verses 22 through 50. Now imagine with me, it's Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays because an entire holiday devoted to eating delicious food. The entire purpose is to eat a ridiculous amount of food. You stuff your plate to the brim with turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, stuffing, mac and cheese, bread rolls, and more mac and cheese. And you eat, and you eat, and you eat, until you're at the point where you just might be utterly sick to your stomach. And then you think to yourself, I'm not gonna eat for another week. I am so, so stuffed. But lo and behold, the next day comes. And what happens? You bust out the leftovers, you eat, 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 turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, stuffing, mac and cheese, bread rolls, mac and cheese, and you eat it all over again because you get hungry again. And the leftovers, honestly, are better than the first time around. Somehow, even though you were filled to the brim the night before, you still eventually get hungry again. This is just a reality of our physical, temporary bodies, right? This is our problem as humans. We can't go long without food or else we'll die. We are constantly needing more food each day or else you'll turn into Nicole and just get super, super hangry. Sorry, Nicole. Well, that's what's going on here. See, Jesus gave the crowd in, our, in yesterday's passage about 20,000 people 
so much food that they were stuffed, they were full, they even had leftovers. But that was yesterday. Now, where's Jesus? Jesus, we need more bread. This crowd, this large crowd in verses 22 through 29, have gone on a search mission for Jesus yet again. Everyone is seeking after him after he slipped away from them when they tried to force him to be king. But Jesus knows their hearts, doesn't he? He knows that they are not seeking after him for the right reasons. And so he says this in our passage, verse 26 through 27. He says, Jesus answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of God, the Son of Man, will give to you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. And Jesus is saying, you're searching after the wrong thing. You seek me so that I will give you physical food that will perish. But you, what you really need is food that will never, ever perish. Food which will endure till eternal life. Then they go, the crowd say, you know what, Jesus, you're right. No, we remember when Moses fed our fathers, when they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years with nothing to eat, we need that again. We need, we need what happened uh, with Moses in the wilderness. We need that to happen again. Moses gave our fathers food and they were, they were uh, fed and they were satisfied. We need that to happen again. But Jesus knows that they are totally confused and their hearts are completely hardened. Moses didn't provide the bread in the wilderness for the Israelites while they were wandering and starving. You know who did? It was Yahweh. God provided the bread. It was God, and yet this crowd is too blind to see that. They just think Moses provided the bread. No, it was God who provided the bread. And then in verse 34 in our passage, the crowds respond by saying, Okay, okay, Jesus, then always give us this bread. Okay, God provided it. Okay, then always give us this bread. But they are still confused, thinking that Jesus is talking about physical bread. And in their spiritual blindness, they demand that Jesus meet their physical needs every single day provide this bread lord every single day so that we will not go hungry but the hunger that jesus is referring to does not come from the stomach it comes from the soul let me ask you is your soul hungry today do you find yourself always wanting something more in life never feeling truly satisfied at all maybe you don't feel fully loved so you seek approval from your friends and from your family you care about what everyone thinks about you and you'll do anything to make yourself 
worthy of love. Or maybe you're not fully pleasured. So you seek pleasure from all sorts of things from this world. Video games to escape into a virtual reality where you can have whatever you want and you can do whatever you want. Social media, so you can scroll, scroll, scroll for hours and hours and see and fill your mind with whatever you want. Or maybe you're not feeling fully secure. Maybe you're just always worried and anxious about your life. Perhaps your family is broken or struggling and so you feel, you never feel secure that, that your parents will stay together or your family will have enough food or money. Or maybe you're just scared or dealing with the loss of a loved one, one of your parents or one of your family members or one of your friends. Whatever it is that is causing your soul to hunger, to seek some sort of satisfaction, Jesus says, what you need is not anything from this world that will satisfy you for a moment, but will leave you hungry again the very next moment. No, what you need is something that you can receive once and it will leave you fully satisfied, never hungry again. And what is it that will truly satisfy your soul? Well, Jesus says in verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. Jesus says, I am the only one that can truly satisfy your soul. If you have a true relationship with Jesus, then no matter what happens in your life, you will always be truly satisfied knowing that you are his and he is yours forever. Again, he says, he who comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will never thirst. And this states perfectly what you must do in order to receive the bread of life. Come and believe. Come to Christ and give up your life of sin that always leaves you unsatisfied. Give up your sin that is leading you to hell and come to Christ who will give you eternal life. This is repentance, turning away from your sin and coming to Christ. Do this and Jesus says, Jesus promises, you will not hunger your soul will never hunger again. You must come to Christ and you must also believe. Believe in Christ as the Son of God, the one who came, lived the perfect life, willingly died on the cross to satisfy the wrath of God and rose again, defeating death and offering new life to all who would believe in him. Trust in Him, believe in Him, and your soul will never thirst again. 
Now, what does it take to be truly satisfied? Recognize your need, not for physical food, but spiritual food. Come and believe in Christ. He is the bread of life. Isn't that good news? But Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes on to explain that we must, number two, eat the bread of life. Eat the bread of life. In verses 51 through 59. You know, people often say, you are what you eat. Isn't that what they say? I think so. And that's especially true in this case. Jesus says in verse 51, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Over and over again, Jesus tells the crowds that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood. Now maybe you got to this part and you were reading it and you kind of freaked out a little bit. Now obviously, this is not talking about cannibalism. He's not telling you to be a cannibal. Instead, this is just another analogy that Jesus uses to describe your need for him. And John MacArthur helped me to understand this. So think about it like this. First, if you just have food, but you don't eat it, what use is that? The food is useless to you if you don't eat it. So also, if you just hear this truth about who Jesus is, but you don't do anything about it, then it will do nothing for you. Also think about it like this. Eating is only prompted when you become hungry. Isn't that true? I mean, you only eat when you're hungry, unless you're at youth group and we make you eat terrible, disgusting foods for a game, and it's really fun. Then you eat even when you're not hungry. But usually, you eat only when you're hungry. And so, also, sinners, sinners are not hungry for God when they are stuffed with their sin. But it is only when God awakens your soul that your hunger will truly be after God. Third, when you eat food, think about it like this, when you eat food, it becomes part of you through the digestive system. So also, these crowds may admire Christ, but it is not until they truly believe in him and that they will become one with Christ. When you truly believe in Christ, when you are truly saved, then you become united with Christ. Romans 6. Christ lives in you. Christ is in you. And so that does not happen unless you truly believe in the bread of life and you truly eat the bread of life. Fourth, eating involves trust. Nobody eats food that they know is rotten or is bad for them, right? Again, unless you're at youth group and doing it for a game. 
So when you eat food, you're putting your trust in the fact that it is edible, right? So also, when you eat the bread of life, you must put your trust in Christ that he has that all he has said and all that he has promised is true. The last part of this. Eating is personal, isn't it? Meaning you can't eat food for someone else. I wish that was true, you know, then you just give all your vegetables to your little sister and you know all the nutrients will come to you and they just have to do the eating. It's not true, right? You eat a meal for yourself, not for somebody else. And so it's true with salvation. Salvation, putting your faith in Christ, is personal. Just because your parents are saved, just because your parents or your family members or your friends believe in Jesus and have faith in Jesus, does not mean that you do also. You must have your own faith in Christ. You must eat for yourself the bread of life. You must for yourself come and believe in the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? So will you eat the bread of life? Meaning, will you truly come and believe in Christ? And will you, number three, respond to the bread of life? Number three, respond to the bread of life. Number one was come and believe in the bread of life. Number two, eat the bread of life. And number three, respond to the bread of life. In verses 60 through 71, there are only two responses to the bread of life. And it is shown in our passage, the very end of it. The first response is shown in verses 60 through 66. Look at verse 60. It says, Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? And look at verse 66. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with Jesus anymore. After realizing who Jesus was and that he wasn't there just to meet their physical and sinful desires, they ultimately rejected him. They were not willing to leave their sin behind and and truly follow after Christ. All they wanted was miracle Jesus, healer Jesus, bread maker Jesus. Not this Jesus who required them to give up their lives and follow after him. No, that was too much. That was not worth it for them. And so in their spiritual blindness, many walked away from Jesus They chose the temporary pleasures of this world and thus they chose eternal death instead of eternal life. Or there is the second response, the response that leads to eternal life, the response that will leave your soul truly, truly satisfied. Look at verse 67. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, 
Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Isn't that sweet? Simon Peter, acting as the spokesperson for the 12 disciples, except Judas, says this, Jesus, there is no one like you. There is no teacher like you. There is no one else who can truly satisfy our souls. There is no other way to eternal life. You are the Holy One of God, and we will follow you no matter what the cost. Peter affirms two marks of the true believer. He puts his faith in Christ by saying, We have believed, and he shows his faithfulness by saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? This is a response that will lead to eternal life. Putting your faith, putting your trust in the bread of life that will never leave your soul hungry again. The bread of life that will truly satisfy you. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the only one who can truly satisfy your soul. Look to anything else you want. It will satisfy you for a moment, but it will leave you for dead. It will always leave you wanting more. Jesus is the only one who can truly satisfy your soul, and your soul will never go hungry again. So how will you respond to the bread of life? That's it for today's devotional. I've got three questions for you. Number one, what is the difference between physical bread and the bread of life? Number two, why do we need the bread of life? And number three, what must you do in order to receive the bread of life? Submit your answers to those questions and you will be done with day 12 of the John Summer Challenge. And we are on to day 13. Isn't that crazy? I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.